Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Worship and adore you right now. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, thank you for your reality. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are enthroned in the midst of the praises of your people. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. You're welcome in our midst, O Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Sheme gazu kupridiste prajide. O prazistu plevedicu makataliste. O mongre bisala diso prazile belediste. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. O sheme heripelete medokoso. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mozubrete me perisumba. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Lendo so mande, reposte kemiha, robo sekere barakasu kadel. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Meno soko ke pelicete Christi. Estore mazure mazukene. Likumere samoruziri, rabroste, roprisefrekeste, shemante, jobrete, filukris elmika, jobrimita, kasuka, rikele, pusaparatalaba, oresete, crusete, mesula, majambra, fra, rusol, belikre, pesuka, la masha. Hallelujah, Lord, zabrete, le bura, kazikere, busa, o mashtele, creselo, crusuko, ribesho, Hallelujah, Satridino Namahaza. Zezebro, Zebreketo, Kuraka, Ziperite, Lebosetea. Oh, glory to your holy name. Zemarazaya. Zeroku, Sereku, Sereku, Takama. Astolema, Sukuri, Balarapastata. Glory to your holy name. Semore, Baliande, Rebose. Rebosketere, Basaharekasa. Blessed be your holy name. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We take you at your word. We take you for who you are. Hallelujah. Pramama la jere maste. Hallelujah. Sevreminde lo sukuru. Wonderful Jesus. Roske baraku do bureke le bosante. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, the risen Lord and Savior. Halakoshte prezete lemo. The Christ. Masikroteke leba. Hallelujah. The anointed one and his anointing. Halashora dikose Christi. Zembroske pelejo prakapalika pasaya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb, hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, Master Prelimia, worthy is the Lamb that was slain, worthy to receive glory, worthy to receive praise. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood of the Lamb, we thank you for the precious blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Glory to your holy name. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Rimaston de Brazil. 
Risho Krista Fazano Kupara, Ramos Combres Kibelishombre, Apaya Kofele de Masakaya, Elocrimis Kopele Chiprante, Mingroskele Jebrahana Zukri, Favare Suriata La Suste Vidigra, Menus Cobrehe Velista Mazuto, Oh Glory Hallelujah, Mana Kose Christe Pelijefe, Glory Hallelujah, Ha Ha Ha, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb that was slain. You deserve it all. Thank you, Lord. Abba Father, we open our hearts to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Precious Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Libroso corre pasiketeke. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Sebele bora balabayanta. Ebruce kemi de gana dubrekesti. Shabara bazikarabaya. Yokes destroyed, burdens removed. In the name of Jesus. Minds free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The blood avails in this place. The blood avails for every house. The blood avails right now. Oh, we receive right now. We thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. And it washes white as snow. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. And it washes white as snow. There is victory in the blood of Jesus. There is victory in the blood of Jesus. There is victory in the blood of Jesus. And it washes white as snow. Thank you for the blood. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the precious blood. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb speaks right now. The mercies of the blood speak for us now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive, we receive, we receive, we receive. Oh, the precious blood, power in the blood, wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being in the blood. We receive, we receive, we receive provision from the blood. Hallelujah. Oh, we let my sekele mo sekele sekeya. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you right now. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we receive right now. Hallelujah. We're so grateful, Lord. Forever grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We receive right now, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Thank you for coming tonight. Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So glad it did not rain today also. (laughs) Praise God. It's uh, good to see you all uh, feeling a little more rested, I think. Praise God. We've been talking about the fear of the Lord and wisdom and how we should exalt it, promote it, lift it up. And it will give us a crown for our head and a garland for our neck. Amen. How that if we promote these things, God will give us promotion and honor. Hallelujah. Length of days, riches, and honor. Amen. These things have been uh, taking our thoughts for some time. And um, I think they're still there. (laughs) Praise God. I believe that we are not wasting our time. Amen. How many of you believe that we're not wasting our time? Let's, Let's read today from James, the third chapter. And uh, let's just read <clears throat> those uh, 17, the 17th verse and uh, see how wisdom is in the practical sense. In the New Testament, it consists of certain ways of behaving, certain ways of thinking. Amen? So let's read that in verse 17. It says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Let's hear that in Kannada also. Adare, Melaninda Barunta Gnanavu, Madalu Parishuddha Vadadu, Amele Samadana Karavadadu, Vinaya Vulladu, Santoshavagi Wapikuluvantadu, Karune, Munta the Walle Palagalinda Tumbirvantadu Agide, Adarali Chanchalavu, Kapatavu Illa. So I believe if your decisions are uh, guarded by these qualities by these thoughts it will be heavenly wisdom and it will produce the results amen length of days riches and honor should come hallelujah so you may have to spend a lot of time thinking more time thinking about what you will say than you know just saying things hallelujah so you may be a little bit slow when you speak you may be thinking more before you speak so your heart will instruct your lips Teach your lips what to say before you say it. Amen. You can get into more trouble with your mouth than any other thing. Hallelujah. So might as well apply wisdom from the heart to your lips. Amen. And therefore, we have been examining some of these things that is, first of all, pure, peaceable, gentle, 
you know, very nice. All those things are very nice and, you know, maybe it makes you feel warm and fuzzy and all that, you know. It's just peaceful, gentle, you know, like that. Amen. Easy to live with. Praise God. All that is so nice. And then he goes on to say, it's full of mercy. Wow, it's just flowing like that, you know, full of mercy and compassion and pitiful, tender, yearning for people. That's wonderful. Then it just kind of comes to two things there, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Amen. Those two things seem to bring it into one kind of a place where you have to now think seriously. Can I be partial? Uh, what does this mean to be partial? And the other says hypocrisy. You know, who's a hypocrite? You know, so you have, you know, till today I don't think we've said too much about those two, you know. Uh, last week we began to talk about it and maybe we'll press in a little further today and God will help us. Amen. But um, thank God that the beginning of it is pure. So it doesn't have uh, ulterior motives. The purity of heaven, God's heart is what we are concerned about. Amen? We want God's thoughts, God's plans to come to pass. So if anybody were to ask you, what should I do? Well, I'll just go seek God about it. Let me hear God, right? That's wise, isn't it? What will God have to say about it? So this is seeking God's ways. Amen? And so we will believe God will help us to get it. Now, along those lines, you will also find um, Proverbs 15. Let's go there. Proverbs, the 15th chapter. We are planning to start having a Canada translation directly from this Sunday. Hallelujah. To help people. And uh, we will see how far we can go. And we will help Brother Manoj by making him more comfortable. Amen. Praise God. So, there we go, Proverbs 15. And um, if you're there, let's go on to verse 24. Proverbs 15, 24. And that's the wisdom of God. He says, The way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. Amen. The way of the wise is above to depart from hell beneath. Amen. Let's hear that in Canada. ವಿವೇಕಿಗೆ ಜೀವದ ಮಾರ್ಗವು ಮೇಲು ಮೇಲಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋಗುತ್ತದೆ ಅದನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿದವನು ಪಾತಾಳದಿಂದ ತಪ್ಪಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವನು Wisdom is to choose heavenly thoughts, heavenly purposes, heavenly designs. And to not miss, to miss completely hell and not go to hell, to not think like hell. Amen? To escape from hell that is beneath. Amen. So you could say that on the earth, which is below heaven, is kind of like uh, hellish. You see, because the devil is now... Uh, claiming to be the boss, except we who know the truth, uh, is a fallen world and he seems to be ruling the, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of them, do not believe the gospel. Amen. So he seems to be ruling down here. So there's a lot of hell around. Amen. So we'll have to focus on things that are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God, seeking the things that are above. Amen. To depart from things that are in the hell realm. Amen? Don't forget, that's wisdom. To always go looking up instead of down. Praise God. You find that also in Colossians 3, isn't it? Set your affection on things that are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Set your affection. Be affected by things that are above. So you always have to refocus and consider things that are above and effectively seek those things. Go after those things where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's nice to know that. That that is where you're supposed to be focusing. That's what you're supposed to be seeking after. Can we hear that also in Canada? Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. 
ಮೇಲಿರುವಂತಗಳ ಮೇಲೆ ಮನಸ್ಸಿಡಿರಿ ಭೂ ಸಂಬಂಧವಾದಗಳ ಮೇಲೆ ಮನಸ್ಸಿಡಬೇಡಿರಿ so we are going to be thinking like that that is heavenly wisdom praise god no matter what you go through on the earth have a time where you can refocus and look up towards the throne that is where jesus is sitting that's where you are sitting that's where we should be thinking hallelujah our thoughts should be set there first of all pure pure means high above not from this realm sanctified like heaven amen god's best hallelujah so uh you know those thoughts should constantly come to us amen the choice is up to us we can think like the earth or we can think like in heaven that is up to us amen some people think that uh, because he said you should be as wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove so maybe you may have to be crooked like the earth also i don't think that's what he means i think it just means you understand how the earth works and use heaven Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Use heaven's ways, understanding how the earth works. For instance, uh, you know that people are going to want to take advantage of you. That's the earth. So, understand that and be taken advantage of. <laughs> Hallelujah. That instead of holding back, give yourself and understand. Yes, they're going to take advantage. Yes, they're going to squeeze me. Yes, they're going to do all that. But Jesus gave his life i will also give my life if you hold back then you will change your thinking and you will not probably think so much about giving you will think about holding back you won't give your life you won't give your time you won't give anything amen but the earth will say get all you can hold back are you getting this and so if you become hardened by the earth you will not be giving anymore you won't be loving you know forgiving is giving <laughs> hallelujah but you understand the way we are talking here so um it's not that we are being fooled we know if you're on this earth they're going to use you squeeze you despise you throw you it's like that amen so what are you supposed to do he said bless them pray for them do good to them who are going to use you cheat you despise you and all that that is god's plan that is his way are you understanding this so just because uh you're supposed to be wise as a serpent doesn't mean that you should now hold back and say no 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 you're not going to use me anymore you're not going to cheat me definitely you will change you will be different amen but if you continue to allow god and his wisdom to operate you will see that that won't affect you you will just ask god for more more strength more ability so that you can be more useful and more used amen hallelujah i don't know if you're getting what i'm saying here praise the lord hallelujah all right having said those kind of things let's proceed amen Let's go on to uh some of the thoughts that you know Jesus has made about hell. Have you ever thought about hell? Do you know that is wisdom to not go to hell and go to heaven? Amen. Let's start off in Isaiah before we go to the words of Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah and uh, observe there Isaiah chapter 5. And let's go to the 14th verse. Therefore hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoices shall descend into it let's hear that in kannada narakavu hechu aatradinda aparavagi baayi tariyalu avara mahime kolahala gaddala ullasa ivella adrolage biddu hoguvavu amen hell is a real place and it has a mouth it seems and it opens its mouth wide to take people there with all their pomp it doesn't respect all the gaiety and the you know pageantry and their pomp you know and all of that stuff the ulas and all that it will just take it down <laughs> hallelujah and look at another verse in the same isaiah isaiah 14 and verse 9 isaiah 14 verse 9 sometimes it's good to just get wise about these things isaiah 14 verse 9 let's 
Read it. It says, Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. <laughs> Thank God we are not going there. Amen. <laughs> but can you imagine a reception committee of hell is just moved and stirred up and say, Hey, hey, they're coming, man. They're coming. Coming. Let's go meet them. You know, Jesus talked about the gates of hell shall not prevail. So they have gates also. Amen. And so as, as a person dies, you know, uh, and suppose they're going to hell, hell just gets all stirred up and goes towards the gate to receive them. I think heaven is better. Amen. Better to have a reception in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. It stirs up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth. That means a lot of big, big guys have gone there. The chief ones of the earth. Hallelujah. It has raised up from their thrones kings of nations. Many kings have gone down there. Many big, big guys have gone there. And they will be stirred up to come and receive others. Amen. Notice this is not a place that we want to go to. Praise God. So he says, um, let's hear that also in Canada. Barutirwa ninanu yedrugolluvudakke kelagade pathalavu talamala paduttade. Ninagoskara pretagalannu andre bulokadalli mukandaragidavarellarnu echaragolisi janangagala sakala rajarannu avaravara asanagalinda ebbisuttade. Hallelujah. This is some reality about hell. Amen. It has a big mouth. It has gates. And it gets larger and larger to invite more. Hallelujah. So the, the proverb tells us, just be wise and consider heaven so that you can escape from hell beneath. Amen. It's better to focus on things that are above. Amen. So that you can escape from the hellish realms. Amen. Thank God we're not going there in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know we're not going there? In Jesus' name, we're not going there. Hallelujah. But if somebody wants to go there by force, you know, God will cry and let them go. He's like that. Amen. With tears, he will say, okay, you want to go there? Fine. It's up to you. Amen. But thank God our heart is different. We have decided to follow him, to look up instead of down, to set affection on things that are above rather than things on the earth because the earth also has this hellish tendency, and it has a magnetism to draw you downwards. Amen? I don't want any reception in hell in Jesus' name. Not one of us should go down there in Jesus' name. Amen? Now, Jesus talked uh, quite a bit about hell also, but um, let's um, consider He's a very merciful God, right? He's full of mercy, tender mercies, loving kindnesses. Look at one thing in Revelation that John saw. Over there in the ninth chapter, Revelation chapter 9, and, and he said there in verse 1, And the fifth angel sounded, notice that, And I saw a star fall from heaven onto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Notice the word bottomless pit. Let's hear that also in Canada. Aidaniya deva dutanu tutturiyan uduvaga Amen. So it's a kind of pit, but it has no end. What does that mean? That means if you fall, you're just falling and falling and falling and falling and never reaching the bottom. Now notice that His mercy endures forever and ever and ever. But on the other side, there's also falling and falling and falling forever. This is the interesting thing about God. Hallelujah. Just as His mercy endures forever, so His judgment is also forever. You know, this pit is like permanently just falling and falling and falling. And, you know, you know, falling is not a great feeling. Have you fallen before? <laughs> How many of you enjoyed the fall? You didn't enjoy the fall. Falling is not fun at all. It's usually like, oh no, you want to get up immediately, isn't it? But imagine you're just falling and falling. You cannot, you want to get up, but you can't. You're just falling. You feel so embarrassed if you just fall down. You quickly pretend as if you didn't fall. Have you noticed that? But here you just, oh no, ah! And it never ends. Forever. And ever. And ever. And ever. Bottomless. 
Amen? That's an interesting thought about hell. It just never ends. Mm, it's, not, it's not for us in Jesus' name. See, as you begin to consider these things, you know, man, hell is not a place that anybody should go to. Praise God. But it's real. It's a real place. But it's not any place that anyone should go to. In fact, we should try our best to make sure nobody gets there. Hallelujah. It is wisdom to desire heaven and shun hell and turn away from hellish things. Amen. It is just the wisdom of God. Let's look at Jesus now, you know, making a statement or two. You can spend a lot of time studying the topic. It's fun to read it up and see how real it is. Amen. But uh, observe here. Let's go to the book of uh, Mark and uh, the ninth chapter. And just to pick a thing or two. Mark chapter 9. And let's go off there and observe from about uh, verse 40. Or let's go to 43. All right. 43. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It's better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Hmm, interesting. Let's hear that in Kannada. Thank you. Hallelujah. Wow. He says you better chop off your hand if your hand is always making trouble for you. Amen. That's a very interesting thought. Who said this? Jesus. I didn't say it. You know, it's very interesting. And he gave us some idea. He said that fire can never be quenched. It just burns and burns and burns. Isn't that amazing? Let's read again. Verse 44, he says, Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. He gave us another interesting aspect, that there are some worms out there. What? And they don't die. Hallelujah. Let's, let's read that also, you know, in Canada. Hallelujah. Did you see the worm part? No, let's hear that in Canada. You know, maybe you have to jump. Uh, some orders are there. You see anything like that? Uh-huh. 48. Was. 48, huh? Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. English also says 48, but it says in the previous verse also. So he's repeating something again and again. He says, the worm there doesn't die. The fire does not get quenched. Some amazing kind of creatures that live inside there. You know, sometimes Hollywood tries to make some of these things, you know. Uh, have you ever seen the, the hills have eyes? Some kind of weird movie like that, where there's a hill with holes here and there. People are walking, suddenly they get grabbed like that. You know, some strange things and some creatures are living there. Then another one called Tremors, where there's some huge worms just wah, taking people. <laughs> I think they, they get some understanding of hell, I think, there in these kind of ideas. You know, some torture like that. But this one never ends. And then at the, in the end, they blast the worms and, you know, kill the creatures and all. But in hell, you cannot kill the thing. It just keeps eating you and eating you and eating you and burning and burning. Man, that's not a place to go to. Hallelujah. So the whole thing about us being here on the earth is, is to not go there and to make sure others don't go there. Praise God. Jesus came to make sure. Hallelujah, that nobody goes there. Amen. He talked about chop your hands if necessary. You know, and in 47 he says, if it is your eyes that offend you, pluck it out. It's better to be blind, you know, uh, instead of having eyes and going to hell. Wow, that's pretty serious. You know, hallelujah. This is interesting. Everyone shall be salted, he says, in verse 49. Salted. With fire, (laughs) 50 says, salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness or saltness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Wow, interesting. All this is in one line going down. Hallelujah. 
salt, fire, worm, chop off your hands, remove your eyes, fire, hell, salt, all going together. Amen. Let's hear that uh, last part also, verse 50. Uppu olle padarthave, uppu sappe yadare, adu inyaatharinda suruchigulisuviri. Nimmalagi uppu irali, obbari gobbaru samadana dindiri. Hallelujah. So there's uh, salt and samadhanam going together. Did you notice that? The salt and the peace, they seem to go together. So if you lose the, the ability to have peace in yourself and maybe make peace, I think your, your salt levels are dropping. Amen? That's what I'm gathering from this. And it's, it's not fun because I see eyes popping out, you know, arms being chopped and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think it's real. I think Jesus is not just playing some kind of, let me scare you and let's pretend. You know, it's not really true. I'm so lovey-dovey. I'm so merciful. But he's like, no, this is real. If your hand is giving you trouble, chop it off. If your eyes are giving trouble, remove them. Amen? I I think it was Brother Claude who told me a story one time. (laughs) I think it is a real story. Apparently, uh, some guy who was a cobbler or something like that was working with people's shoes and and his eyes got him into trouble one time and so he became a one-eyed guy and all that some story like that i don't exactly remember but he followed that scripture amen and so he had one eye because his eye was giving him trouble amen i don't know about you but man these things sound pretty serious (laughs) that's why we have to laugh let's just go ahead (laughs) would you like to laugh about it it's not very laughable isn't it let's go to Proverbs 27 and observe verse 20 say pastor you don't really talk like this it's true I don't I don't talk much about it but hey why don't we talk about it hallelujah why don't we just look at these things if wisdom is to go after heaven and depart from hell beneath let's know what we are trying to avoid amen and whether it's worth avoiding or not notice 27 of Proverbs and verse 20, it says, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of men are never satisfied. Wow, that's very interesting. Let's hear that in Kannada. Pathalakku, Nasalokakku, Hege Trupti illavo, Hage Manushana Kannige Trupti illa. Trupti illa. Manusha Kannige Trupti illa. Isn't that interesting? Hell has no Trupti. Man's eyes also have no tripti. Praise God. So eyes can be kind of hellish, right? Maybe that's why they had to pop the eye out. Or you have to know how to put your eyes in heaven. Amen. And we're learning. We're constantly learning. Mark 9:45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It's better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell. The fire that never shall be quenched. Notice there that the fire never gets quenched. The worm dieth not. The fire is not quenched. Again he repeats. Notice there. If your eye offends you, verse 47, pluck it out. It's better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus gives us some clarity and some repetition, bearing witness again that these things are true, that the fire is not quenched and this worm never dies. What kind of torture is this? Just eternally. For as much as His mercy has endured, oh, the judgment is also in a similar manner. Thank God we're not going to hell. Thank God none of us is going to hell. Hallelujah. Thank God we're going to help others to not go to hell. 49 says, For everyone shall be salted with fire, every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace one with another. Observe here that salt therefore has some connection with peace within yourself and peace with others. We are not going to lose the saltiness. And if you notice, in other verses, he gives further revelation and understanding. For instance, let's go to Matthew, and uh, over there in chapter 5, in the 13th verse, you'll notice here he says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, 
wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, to be trodden under the foot of men. Observe there that he says it can be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. I don't know about you, but I've never tasted salt that had no taste or saltiness. But here he says they'll be trodden under the foot of men. So there's no honor there. There's actually a dishonor and being trodden on the foot. And then in Luke 14, verse 34 onwards, he says, Salt is good. If the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It's neither fit for the land, nor for the dunghill. Men cast it out. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Therefore, I believe that salt is probably used for manure or for fertilizer, maybe the sodium in it or something. However, he says men cast it out. It's not fit for the dunghill. Maybe it was used for cleaning the commode or something, you know. So salt is not useful for even cleaning the commode if it has no saltiness. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Thank God that we are not going to lose our savor and our taste. We're going to continue to be the salt and the light. Hallelujah. But notice here, salt does have something to do with peace and uh, how you handle people, conversation, the way you handle your words and things like that. So I'll go off to Colossians 4 where there's a similar version. From verse 5, Walk in wisdom towards them that are without or outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. So there has to be a certain time spent seasoning the conversation, seasoning uh, how you ought to answer, how you ought to save time, using the right words, how you ought to speak. Therefore, it has a lot to do with the wisdom that we're talking about. You know, salt, wisdom, handling of words, instruction for heart to your lips. Always, he says, with grace. Also, in Ephesians, he talks about in the fourth chapter. Let's go over there and observe around the 29th verse. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Minister grace to the hearers, to edify, to build up, to bless others. Be careful that, you know, bad words and utterances that are not going to edify someone, do not leave your lips, do not pass your mouth. Because the Holy Spirit, the next verse says, lives within us and He's grieved by these things. You know, you now have someone who's holy, living on the inside of you and he listens to your words and he can get really affected by it and hurt by these things, grieved by these things. And if you notice the 31st verse continues saying, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Hallelujah. Notice there the same kind of wisdom where you are having kindness, gentleness, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. This is the salt that we're talking about. This is the salt on the inside, manifesting on the outside in words, handling people, forgiving, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. This won't be the last time that people will probably use you, try to abuse you, reduce you, bring you to naught. But don't be forced to hold back. Do it for the Lord. Do it cheerfully. God wants you to be usable. God wants people to see and take advantage. That's why he said if they ask you for your shirt, give them the you know, tunic also. Give them the inner garments also. If they ask you to go one mile, go two miles. You know, not hold back here. You know, the wisdom of God is not for you to just hold back and become hurt and bitter, but rather to, to start afresh and go forward like nothing happened and be usable and open to people and vulnerable. You know, still forgiving. It requires faith, no doubt about it. You have to 
give and forgive and yield and speak forth edification and blessing, you know, so that you're not expendable, so that you're not uh, useless and trodden under the feet of men. Let God honor you. You're not uh, demanding honor from man, but you are, on the other hand, allowing yourself to be honored by God, yielding to Him, yielding to His ways to minister grace to those who are hearing. Even as Jesus, the Bible says, He opened His mouth and gracious words came out and everybody was listening and watching and wondering whether it was not just Jesus, the son of Joseph, whom they knew, the family, and so on. Similarly, our words must produce that kind of reaction. People will be shocked. They will know that it's not from this world. It's from another realm altogether. That's what makes us the salt. That's what makes us the people with wisdom from above. As we proceed, notice again, the Bible continues to talk here, as we see in the in Proverbs 5 there, and uh, you can observe there in 21, it says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. God sees everything. It's a man's own iniquities and failures that take hold of him. And that's where instruction must be received. You have to sit under, you know, the word and receive instruction. Yield to the teaching of the word. Be teachable because this is for our own benefit. God has so arranged it that you cannot substitute the sitting under the word, sitting under the teaching of God's word, opening up yourself to the things of God. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain and we must make sure we are going all the way to heaven. We're not allowing the earthly realm to draw us down. We're setting our affection on things that are above and we are born from above and therefore this is our life. This is our dwelling place. Hallelujah. Observe also in um, the book of Timothy it talks there in the third chapter, as we track down there from about uh, verse 14. But it, let's start in verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The third chapter is famous for being a last day's chapter giving you special instruction about how men will behave in the last days. You remember for us of the New Covenant, the letters of Paul, the epistles, do not really talk about earthquakes and pestilences and diverse problems in the climatic changes and the movement of tectonic plates and things like that. But rather it talks about men's attitudes in the last days. You know, men being such and such. So in the 13th verse he says, In the midst of all that, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Observe, they will be deceiving and being deceived. See, the more you deceive, the more you get caught up in deception. See, but to us he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Oh, the power of continuing in what we are learning, what we are hearing from heaven, to continue in those things, assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. You know, Paul has been teaching Timothy. Similarly, we have natural examples to follow, along with the teaching of the word. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And he goes on, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. See, the power of the word there cannot be substituted by anything else. The scripture is given by the breath of God. God himself breathed into it like a balloon and filled it with himself. Just like he breathed upon the man in the garden and 
they became living soul right there. It's that life again, re-entering us as we receive the scripture and profit is produced. You cannot be in contact with God's breath and life and not be profitable and not be profited. Doctrine will come, teachings will come. Of course, reproof, correction. You know, God will have to correct us because as we walk around in this earth realm, the dirt of the world keeps trying to latch on to us. The God of this world has affected the system and the fallen, uh, unbelieving, hard-hearted kind of system tries to hang on to us and, you know, vex us even as in the time of Noah. Hearing and seeing daily can affect you and you become like them and you gain too much serpentile wisdom. But here, as you sit under the word, as you hearken, the inspiration and breath of God begins to reprove, correct, instruct in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God is perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. See, this is the way we are completely furnished unto every good work. God wants us to be restored completely so that we are good for all kinds of good works. God's plans are like that. They are not for evil, but for good, so that we are usable. And this wisdom that comes from the scriptures will work on us, affect our hearts, and thereby affecting our words, and then affecting others also. This is the plan that God has for us, and we must not shy from it. There is a hell to shun, and there is a heaven to gain and enjoy. I want you to remember, again, from the 86th Psalm, verse 12 and 13, there's a powerful thing written there, and I believe that all of us can rejoice and get excited about it, because the psalmist here is so grateful. He's thankful that God has delivered him from hell. Let's read that together and see 86 and the 12th verse. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me. Thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful that he has delivered our soul from the lowest hell? Isn't that wonderful that we can praise him and thank him? He said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with all my heart. Glorify thy name forevermore. Oh, salvation is such a wonderful gift. Christ alone paid for it. No other person, none, none but Jesus went there, took our place in hell so that we never go to hell. Our soul is forever delivered from even the lowest hell. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Let's uh, move on to the book of Acts and see how Paul uh, talks about certain aspects of ministry where he had to. As the word says, he had to stand before kings. He had to stand before those in authority. And we see about a man called Felix, who was, in the, he was a captain, and he was one of those people of authority in uh, Rome. And the world was being ruled by Rome, if you remember well. And he says there in verse 24 of Acts 24, And after certain days, when Felix came, with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewess. Observe there, she was a Jewess, married to a Roman, man of influence and authority. This woman, uh, being a Jewess, must have known about the God that Paul was talking about, and you know, must have, husband must have heard so much from her, and he was curious. So they sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned, verse 25 says, of righteousness, temperance and judgment to come. Where have you heard that before? That's right. We've heard it in the basic doctrines. Is it alright to tell an unbeliever about the judgment to come? Yes, indeed. Paul said it. And the Bible says, Felix trembled there and answered, Go thy way for this time. He was not feeling very comfortable. He was shivering. And when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. You know, it's alright. I don't think it's just about, you know, Paul, uh, the way he preached, because the Bible says that his uh, speech was contemptible. His uh, 
appearance was nothing special. He was a small made man, but his words were powerful. They were mighty. And therefore it was the inspiration of God and the power of the Holy Ghost with him that made those words convey the judgment and the necessity of heaven for a man that made this man shiver and ask for another season of time. And also it continues that he hoped that money should have been given him of Paul. Now, I'd like you to realize that Paul was not a beggar. And, you know, they would have just said, well, he's a preacher, what do you expect? Preachers are poor. But, you know, this was not the way they looked at Paul. They expected money from him, and therefore they kept asking him to come again and commune again and again. And after two years of trying this, you know, Felix quit and uh, left him in jail, left him bound. And so there we have a husband and wife, you know, couple. And then again, we have uh, another one, you know, here, if you notice, it talks about uh, King Agrippa and uh, his wife Bernice. You know, so it's very interesting. It starts off in chapter 25 of the book of Acts from verse 13. He says there, after certain days, King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus. They'd been there for many days and Paul's story came up and, you know, they, they said, well, we'd like to hear about what this man has to say. You know, whether it's really a criminal or criminal offense or what is it that he's talking about. So, again, the Bible says that Paul had been talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and they said, on the morrow we'd like to hear about it. So they came the next day and... Uh, you know, Paul was given chance to preach, to mention whatever it was that he believed in, where they were accusing him. And so he began to talk about how he met the Lord on the road to Damascus and how the Lord commissioned him and how he was, you know, going to be directed by the Lord to stand before people, to turn them from darkness to light, to get them the inheritance in Christ out of Satan's dominion into the glorious light of the gospel. So, as it goes on, he, he says there that he had to preach this gospel. And in verse uh, 24, he says there, And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. <laughs> he said, you lost your mind, too much study, you become weird, you've lost everything, you're talking about resurrection of the dead. But he replied, he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but I speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. How about that? Almost. Almost. You see that? It's, it's that close, he says. Just speaking these truths, his encounter with the Lord, and the ministry that he was given, and how he was supposed to stand and preach. By the time he heard it, he said, I'm almost persuaded. And Paul said, I would to God, that not only you, but all those that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Some people are preaching in bonds. And some people, they don't preach in bonds. They just wear maybe a bracelet and, and look good and drive AC cars and live in cities. And others, you know, get into chains and into all kinds of trouble. Well, I just want to thank God that some of us are still enjoying liberty. Let's take the privilege and the liberty. God knows who we are and what we can handle. And so, if you're here today, I believe you can handle this city. You can handle these nations. And if you're the one in the chains, and God knows you can handle that. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad today that God has delivered you from the lowest hell and actually seated you with him in heavenly places. Oh, let the word of God, let the wisdom of God continue to raise you up 
and cleanse you from the filth that comes into this fallen world. Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that this is a group of people who are hearkening to your word. No matter what abuse, hurt, pain they have felt, they have chosen to forgive, to be kind, to be gentle, full of mercy, to yield to your truth and build up other lives, to speak words salted that will be able to save time on the earth and help others to receive from this blessed gospel, to build up lives, to prepare others for your work, to empty hell and populate heaven. Hallelujah. To build strong local churches filled with the word and the spirit touching the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, we give you thanks for your anointing. I feel good. I feel like a fresh start has come upon us. I feel that we just began because yesterday is over. We forget the things that are past. We press in to the high and heavenly calling God has for us. May the word of the Lord work mightily in your lives. May you receive the benefit today. We thank and praise you, Abba Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.